0: no sleep no No fear fear, nobody Nobody believed in me (laughs) (laughs) hello emma hey (laughs) this is so exciting
1: there's gonna be an insane amount of giggling forewarning to whoever may be listening this there's gonna be an insane amount of giggling in between takes
0: yep forewarning to future us who will both be listening to it guaranteed (laughs) hi future us (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to tell you something about my life You are listening to Living Our Best Lives and the best thing you've ever done for me is to help me take my life less seriously. It's only life after all. I don't remember the rest, but this was my theme song. To those who were asking if I was gonna have a theme song, here you go. Yay! I would like to take a second to um, have you introduce yourself, your name, your pronouns. And then if you could tell us a little bit about any
1: elements of your identity that you'd like people
0: to know about.
1: Hi, my name is Emma Puglia, like the re- region in Italy. I live in Los Angeles, California. I've lived here for the last year and a half, over a year and a half now. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I used to identify as bi, but now identify as queer. Uh, yes. Because like, you know sometimes labels don't necessarily fit either so i've learned this from from seeing the youth starting to understand i have a younger sister who's nine years old for the audience who's listening i have a younger sister who's nine years old and like understanding like her perspective of what sexuality is has made me be like eh, what who needs labels anyway she doesn't use them anyway i love her so much i love her so much (laughs) (laughs) i am a scorpio sun virgo moon leo rising and i have a tattoo of a tree that exists in my grandmother's backyard and when she found out i was getting it she was like you know that tree's dying right it's like grammy no grammy it will live on
0: forever (laughs) on your arm forever and always love it anything else you
1: want to say or are you good for that I think that's who I am. as Oh, I guess I can say that I'm ridiculously type A as a human being as well. Yep, that's fair. um, Yeah, no, I think that's the Virgo moon in me. I really... (laughs) I understand. I'm trying to, like, let go of some of the, the like, the lack of spontaneity that I have and, like, the need to write out everything as a list. Oh, that's a fun fact. Because sometimes it gets excessive. (laughs) It does get excessive, I know it. But it makes you a great producer. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that's like part of who I am too. It's like yeah. I I work in the film industry. I um I am interested in all of the pre production side of things and I recently produced a web series. That um, I'm sorry, I premiered aware yesterday. I to- oh, e! Um so it's only the beginning. It's kind of crazy. Oh, I'm 23 years old. Maybe I should have mentioned my age from the start. And that's who I am as a person. And that's
0: you. So wonderful.
1: <laughs> Maybe not all of me, but it's like a lot of it. No, I
0: love this. No, this this makes a lot of sense. I feel like as a Virgo moon person myself, I would probably give that much information too. And so I love that for us. <laughs> and you're also my best friend. So it makes sense. The energy is very aligned right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, oh, I was going to say. Emma is actually my first guest. So that's super exciting. Thank you for being here. I'm honored. Yay! So, in last week's episode, all about career, I mentioned that I identify myself as like a light worker, empath, which I know, you know, it's like a big meme from TikTok and everything. But I kind of want to start off real quick and ask if you would identify yourself as a light worker, empath, starseed type.
1: I definitely do. I think because it's just like, it's funny because growing up my dad would probably call that term sensitive um because he is just really in tune with other people's emotions and we've talked a lot about this recently um about how when maybe this is also an anxiety thing so it's kind of like all tied together a little bit Mm -hmm. but I'm very uh very attuned to how people are feeling and very just deeply aware of the the energy of what's going on, and sometimes the issue is is that I is that I like also subconsciously feel the same types of emotion, even if yep. I don't want. It. And that's part of the setting boundaries journey that I've been on for the last like five years. Um, that you're crushing. Thank you. You're welcome. I truly do believe that humanity is good at their core, and that's why I really like the idea of being in tune with other people because. Mm-hmm. we're all really just part of the same collective unit like we're all human. yes we're just um, jumping in we're jumping in we're, you know we're all just like one truth many paths one truth many paths is what my dad <laughs> always says that is his instagram <laughs> handle <Bob>. um we <laughs> <I laughs> is gonna it. blow up and my dad's gonna be like why am i getting all of these followers literally and it's literally just like a seven-year-old photo of dice
0: i know right is that his- <laughs>
1: is that the only photo on there I, i think that's one of the only photos that he has on his
0: instagram So you already mentioned that you live in Los Angeles, but I wanted to ask you, where did you
1: grow up? So I grew up um, in Michigan. Gross Point was Michigan. Coincidence. Only a block away from Olivia. (laughs) We didn't necessarily befriend each other until we wore the same pair of Tom shoes in eighth grade. (laughs) Yup. In drama club together because we're gay. Absolutely. It all starts in drama (laughs) club. I went to University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. I loved my time in Ann Arbor. And now I live in Los Angeles, California. And have, and truly at first didn't like it in all honesty because I miss the amount of trees that there were. But I found a lot of special pockets here. I think I'm going to rename this episode Emma and Her Love for Trees. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you
0: should. I love it. Okay, so you lightly touched on this, but I'm going to ask all the people that uh, I'm connected with this question every episode. And that is, what's the story of how we met?
1: <laughs> All right. So truly, I think we've known of each other in sixth and seventh grade. Right. Um, Just like I knew basically <laughs> who you we were, but like we, our paths did not intersect uh-uh. until – Until 13, 13, the the musical, musical. basically. The most iconic musical that is being turned into a Netflix movie coming to a solar screen near you. Not me doing self-promo for it, even though I never did anything on it. Rip, I
0: wish we did.
1: (laughs) We directed a one act together um, in eighth grade. Um, I honestly, I think it was a fever dream because I don't even know what it was about anymore. Cause I think it had, the- I think it was about a fever dream. Ironically. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know. I think I'm just, maybe that's my subconscious brain just understanding my memories. I feel like we only became closer friends though, like in high school, once we all joined choir, um, yes. we all meaning me, Olivia and Colleen, Woo! who affectionately are known as the trio. The trio. Uh, because we, the trio TM. Love you, Colleen. Love you, Colleen. Um, we <laughs> bonded through like our, we were like perfectly in tune with like the soprano one, soprano two, alto harmony. Every time. <laughs> Every time um truly like <laughs> we were a unit <laughs> and still are a unit. still are so that's truly the how the how the friendship was formed and really like just became yes. stronger and stronger over time
0: i know i fully feel that um, that brings me to the next point, which was um, leading up to last year, how we became what we call wives and what? lived together. Yeah, I just kind of want to <laughs> mention, I just love the way the universe works because divine timing, divine timing, and we got like our dream place.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it, like it, it all landed so perfectly in place. Like, I think starting out in mm-hmm. November, like, once me and my ex boyfriend broke up, then to the degree of like mm-hmm. you being that final push that sh- that push being like it's time you have to you should come out here now like you're already like you're already yep. going through a massive life transition might as well keep going with it really perfect timing because we got that covid price that sweet sweet deal on the covid <laughs>
0: price um, and shout out to andre our
1: old landlord <laughs> andre, can you imagine if he was listening to this i'd be <laughs> so honored and so scared i would also be honored and scared <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah. it was such like a year of ups and downs, I think for both of us, right. because I think I started out at one of the lowest places that I'd ever been. And you really helped me pull out of that hole. Um, Like, I remember laying down on the floor, like staring up at the ceiling in one of my depressive states, yep. like not able to physically move. Yep. You came in, you looked at me, you were like, maybe, maybe it's time to go on meds. And I said, yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. No,
0: Living Our Best Lives podcast is all about advocating for mental health. I mentioned in the last two episodes, like anti-anxiety meds, antidepressants, coping mechanisms that work for you are so important. Um, And so you're a huge role model for that
1: journey because that's not an easy one. No, it was one of those ones I have I avoided it for a very long mm-hmm. time. I was like, this is not, and like to each their own, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, considering like, I didn't want to, to go that route. I wanted to go the talk therapy route for a very long time. And I, I found immense benefit out of it. Like, and that is so incredibly beneficial. I think I needed something that worked with the physicality yep. as well. And so what ended up working for me might not work for others. However, it changed my life. And I am so grateful. And on a very lighter note, all of our late night Wendy's ones, hanging out with Bernie the tortoise, getting the two tat being at like a haunted Big Bear Airbnb. It was so haunted. Where the the spirits there did not want
0: us to be there. Both of us like moved to LA because of career. You interned there in 2018. I interned there in 2018. You interned in 2019. I started working in 2019. Then I stayed through all the lockdown which i mentioned in the last episode and that's where you were at home still then you came out in jan of 2020 and you've been there since so it's like career brought us there and everything um but what i was going to say really quick touching back to like you know Mm -hmm. just us having a time last year you said that you started at your lowest point i'd say that like midway through i was like at my lowest point ever
1: exactly i was i think so too I, I think it was interesting because we very much, like, ended up crossing paths. We were yeah. on a very similar journey, yeah. I think. Like, we always are. How many times am I going to say journey in this? Probably <laughs> at least 50. At least. I feel like we were on a very similar pathway, um, but they just mm-hmm. were intersecting in a different... <laughs> we're crossing our arms in an if We're, if we're crossing our arms in an <laughs> And it was just very much something that was correlated, but not necessarily in the same direction. And I, But mm-hmm. we but we understood the path and i think that was like why we needed each other and that's how i don't know like that type of like that type of bond won't go away Mm -hmm.
0: no it won't like and it's crazy too because like i don't know if anybody else has connections like this with soul family members soulmates because i always say emma is one of my soulmates for sure um i've like done work with like my higher self like pendulum channeling whatever and like i've it's been confirmed. We've been like sisters, mothers, like best friends, everything but lover. I did check on that because I'm like, were we ever? Come on. <laughs> like we're both hot. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, but what I'm saying is like we we've been through this shit together a lot, but I feel like we helped heal each other out of karmic shit this past year and like both of us learning unlearning people pleaser tendencies going through heartbreak falling in love like going through fun like messy wild times and then like learning work-life balance I feel like has been huge um and then we can like inspire each other and and help each other just like laugh and have a good time through it all so I know you're very tapped into your intuition and also identify as a practicing Christian um which is like our difference right there in terms Mm -hmm. of religion spirituality could you briefly
1: tell me about how you discovered spirituality? Mm-hmm. No, there's like two parts to like the, the intro to spirituality that I had. One of them was definitely being my dad, who's always been interested in every single type of religion. Um, that And so that's why that's where the phrase one truth many paths comes from for him is he is he believes that. And I also believe that every single identified religion is all basically describing the same thing the same eternal being that spreads love and light and um it all leads to the same place even if it's just different formats of it and I, I, that's why I, I feel like i have to believe that all of them are intersected because i don't believe that religion and spirituality itself is exclusionary or uh it is definitely something that is i, I in my opinion a widespread thing um just it should be at least at its core. I think that was the intent, but also int- intentions get lost amongst the years of of unfortunate history. Um, and then the other half of it too, like the actual the actual Christianity part of it, kind of came from my stepdad's side. Actually, back in eighth grade, when I was going to my stepdad's church on the outskirts of Detroit, um, it was a primarily black church. And I, um, being there, I had not seen, like, de- I had not seen people worshiping freely before, like, loudly and openly and ex- expressing, like, absolute love for a higher power before. And it was just something that was so accepting and moving. And it it, it made me understand a little bit more of what unconditional love looks like. Because I think, like this is actually kind of how it does tie into the work-life balance is like, um, is actually about like unconditional love. And part of the people pleasing of it was like feeling like I have to work to earn people's love. And so when, when hearing like traditionalism in Christianity of like, if you sin, you're going to hell. Um, or if you, you must do good deeds in order to get to heaven. Like you work to earn your way to heaven. um, I started unlearning that immediately was like the idea, and while I'm like, um, I'm not like necessarily the most devout Christian. I think like there's the, I mean like, I I still question many things, and that's why I believe in so many different aspects of spirituality. But um, faith as small as a mustard seed, I still think that there is truth to it, um, but. But ultimately, I started unlearning the idea that love is conditional and that it is, that it is not such a thing. It is a gift. It is freely given and, and wanting to be received. Um, and so I think that was, like, literally phase one of unlearning the people-pleasing. And the, um, yeah, I think, like, I remember, like, crying during, like, the first time um, I don't know. Like during one of the first, it was they were like three-hour sermons. I remember the the song too. I remember sobbing, and I was like, "Something has stirred the idea that not everything in life has to be worked for, and not everything has to be earned." Um, especially when it comes to love, was truly revolutionary.
0: No, yeah, you've lived by that since then. I feel like because you would say mm-hmm. that like last year all the time to me, and it was it's very comforting. Okay, so now we're getting into the work-life balance section, which is a funny coincidence, if you will, because we have to get this thing finished within, like, I don't know, 30-ish minutes or so, because Emma has some drinks to attend tonight, so... Do you have anything to say about that, miss?
1: So one of the things that I know about myself is that I'm incredibly ambitious, but my thing is is that the energy aspect of it comes in spurts um and for a while, I did not respect the the downs like the downfall of the spurts like the i I was just like thriving off of the like the near manic energy sometimes um where it was it was like go, go, go schedule everything and then I never respected the crash no sleep no no fear fear, nobody believed in me me. (laughs) (laughs) and so back in uh back in April I got really excited about the concept of networking with absolutely every single person that I had emailed in the film industry ever um and I was just like I love doing it I love talking to people sure and you're very connected so it's very exciting to me to talk to people But also, I'm like I'm I'm extroverted to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm still I I still need downtime, and I forget that (sighs) you need free time and sleep. Sleep is good, Um, and so I like scheduled so many different networking drinks and coffee and dinners and lunches and everything in between um and over the course of the last couple of months it's just been like rearranging and rescheduling anytime that one of us can't make it so now i'm like nearing out now that it's like nearly the end of july i'm nearly ending out all of those pre-scheduled things <laughs> i'm like this week is like the last big push of it i think and then i'm allowed and then i'm make, being very purposeful about okay i i'm gonna take a break out of it i think it's time for like a little bit of like I, I what what would we call it last year hobbit mode hobbit mode Her, uh hermit mode hermit mode thank yes you. I, was, I would have remembered that i think the second that we got off no you're <laughs> I fine mean, i don't know uh, sometimes going i love hermit, hermit mode and just taking a time to fully for yourself and yep. checking in on what i actually need whether that is like some time in nature some yes. exercise eating healthy sleep sleep <laughs> sleep. <laughs> sleep no literally dude it's a big one I will say I do think it's kind of tough in the creative and I think we can speak on this mm-hmm. with your experience in the film industry it's kind of tough in the creative industry because so many people expect it to be this is your dream job aren't you excited about it like this is yeah this is you moved here you for moved it moved here for it I moved here to pursue my interest in film and it should right. be like a dream come true. At the end of the day, it's still a job. It's a it's job. It's still a job.
0: And I love that you recognize that so many people out there and New York and other big cities all over the world don't mm-hmm. separate that because it's also yes. art.
1: And I feel very lucky that art is my job. I very much do. And I cannot deny that. But there have to be methods of separation in order to I, there's such a. It gets unhealthy. Yeah, it, it can get tainted that way, too. I used to want to be a writer, for example. Um, and That's true. I, last year. Yeah, even last year at this time. And then some, mm-hmm. something like weirdly clicked in me, like not even clicked, but yep. like unclicked and shifted. Where and shifted. <laughs> unclicked and shifted <laughs> where I was like, I started getting all of this immense anxiety about and like internal pressure about, about writing for a living. And I was like, I suddenly hated writing. Having
0: to churn out funny, creative shit for somebody else or like. Yeah. It was like,
1: it was just like the idea of churning out pages after pages a week. I was like, I, I always feared it came out of a place of fear, but also out of a place of understanding where I was like this, I think I always knew that this was not going to be the career path for me, but also I didn't want to hate writing. I didn't want to hate this part of the industry that I used to love. It was fun for you. Yeah. And like, and I wanted it to still be fun. So I took a step back and yeah. And so um, I think that that's the, that's the dichotomy with the film industry is that it's so fun and it's so Demanding. Accidental empty space, don't mind this. I was talking with somebody the other day, um, and I think people are starting to finally realize that a little bit more um, because for a while there's like this like really hedonistic type of uh, perspective, right? where it's like agencies and the hustle culture and um, hustle culture. There's so much work to be done. At the end of the day, we're not doing heart surgery we're not saving lives and metaphorically yes we are we can be saving lives like films do touch people and like they can save lives but in terms of urgency (laughs) uh, we're not doing heart surgery this lunch for your boss's boss does not have to be scheduled in the next 30 seconds oh but it does they will not die if their lunch is not their boss's boss's lunch the mendocino farms was late the mendocino farms (laughs) was late and you picked out the (laughs) wrong type of tomato how fucking do you? And I said I wanted a table <laughs> moose Lacroix, not a key lime Lacroix. Go
0: fuck yourself. You're fired. Even though you're unpaid, you are fired. But you know what? That's great. Now we're
1: saving money. <laughs> go home. <laughs> Wait, but shit. Who's gonna go get the Lacroix? Mm, <laughs> it's absurd. That, again, like the type of or, I don't know the type of energy and prioritization that just comes from too many years of like expecting that type right. of behavior.
0: Right. And like you said something earlier, how you think, like how you said people maybe see a change in that. I'm curious if you were talking about like younger people, like we're in our mid twenties, like, or were you talking about, older executives like what's the vibes I mean we don't have to launch too much into it but I'm just curious yeah
1: the vibes have, have shifted because of the pandemic um and that is like the biggest change I think I've seen in work-life balance in a yes. minute it's for, for the better and for the worse in certain ways like if if one, a person is working remotely sometimes it's hard to differentiate between bed and office um right. but also at the same time it does allow a greater deal of accessibility. I have friends who have not been able to, like beforehand, were not able to go to school um, in person due to um, various different health conditions and reasons. Um, and then because of the pandemic, once everybody started offering and solely doing virtual classes, she all of a sudden was able to attend. Um, and it was like, huh, why weren't these options around to begin with? And now thinking of like working mothers, like working working parents in general living in different states and shit living in different states and working from different states um or like say you need to be with family for a certain reason or you need to go take care of someone because of literal covid yes um, yes all of a sudden it all just became much more accessible it's i think starting to have a little bit longer of a lasting impact especially amongst younger people especially there I wrote this down and I'm just going to read it. Like I
0: wrote, I love you because you're one of the hardest working, most successful in every aspect of your life. People I know, but you're also not a robot. No, (laughs) you love to like (laughs) meditate, take breaks, vacation, laugh, be silly, dance. You're a prime example of someone who to me is living their best life. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this whole journey, I'm just curious, like how recent is this shift for you from like being on the grind constantly? Like you had
1: five internships, like let's talk about that. The second that the second that the pandemic hit is when I started shifting my mindset with it. Um, and like, I know that's typical of a lot of people to say, but I was because we're a collective conscious, because we're a collective conscious. I was fully prepared to go the agency route, which is stereotypically you go into the mail room, you work as somebody's assistant for years and you like oh, do yeah. all of the odd jobs that uh-huh. like they expect of you, especially in the mail room. Like it is, it is supposed to be grueling, but you learn a lot. And I was like, And I remember doing the various different interviews for that. I was fully geared up and ready to go. March 2020 hit. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I guess not. Divine timing. Divine timing. Um, Because it led to me realizing, I was like, oh, agencies aren't my path. That's okay too. Um, I think what really started changing was the amount of time I spent with my younger sister. My younger sister, like both of my younger sisters. I can't exclude. Um, Right. We love them both. I have two younger sisters, one of whom is uh, 21 and autistic, so she is more of, like, a mental age of 10, and the other one is technically half-sister, but she's nine, um, and when people say the phrase, like, being in touch with your inner child, being surrounded by two people with, a like, childlike energy especially throughout all of 2020, that was life-saving. There was something really special about like going on a bike ride every single day and going to climb a tree together. I was still working throughout it. I remember I was doing, at the time, I was, I was working, I was interning, I was working at a bakery, I was working at a doggy daycare camp. So I was still doing all of these things. And it was like, those was physically demanding and tiring. You didn't stop. Let's mention
0: that. You never had like the break most people did. A lot of people I know had the unemployment,
1: myself included. You didn't. There was no break, um, which was really interesting because I don't think I experienced the typical type of like feeling of isolation that a lot of right. people ended up feeling because I was surrounded by my coworkers and dogs and pastries <laughs> and my sisters. Doggy daycare did not stop shockingly. Doggy daycare did not stop. Like why? <laughs> I think it was because like <laughs> they had a, essential workers had dogs too that needed to be taken care of. So I was like, oh, oh sure, 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 sure. To be fair, there there is like something to be said about like how tiring children are, um, but also at the same time how much they can really open my eyes to like the little things that matter. It's like the movie Soul, mm, where I um, love Soul. Any single time that I had thoughts about like. Why? Why? Why is this? Why here? Why now? And you know we always have happening all of these, always. Um, so many existential crises. (laughs) Yeah, and climbing a tree, climbing a tree, and getting ice cream from that ice cream truck that's been around for fifteen years. Lori and. And just getting to gab with mm-hmm. Gab like in a bunk bed, or <laughs> like all of these little things adding up into bigger things that started then. Then moving to LA shifted that again, where I didn't necessarily have the child speaking into my ear at every given turn of like what she thinks is important. Um, wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It was like having somebody like having a nine year old actually like telling me core priorities throughout life I think like reminds me of my priorities throughout life um and so I I, having growing up with her kind of like stuck with me while moving into LA and it's that curiosity I like never want to quench the inner child's curiosity to go and explore and I think that's why I get overexcited and really eager to go and see new things and yeah it's beautiful part of you and I was like I simply want to prioritize certain aspects like that even if I love what I do I love work I mm-hmm. love like what I do however I also have multiple things that I love
0: right and you're good at what you do
1: thank you I think I I like developed a lot of confidence in what I do um and I think that confidence as well is what gives me the extra boost of energy to um to do other things in the meantime so that way I don't burn it out because I've experienced burnout it's so many people have experienced burnout oh you're talking to the right person yeah there's so that's so easy to burn out if I Mm -hmm. I think the big part of it is like I'm confident but I don't take myself too seriously because um that's the inner child part of you that's the inner child part of me like I'm not going to take myself too seriously because if I do I will burn out and yeah, literally, my whole last
0: week's episode is talking about how I burned the fuck out. Um, yeah, I don't want to like hop on what you're saying. If you Please have- hop on, okay, no, yeah, what, what I'm trying, what I want to get at is like that burnout stuff, you're inspiring to me because, you know, you jumped into this industry at a tough time when it was, you know, not even like the fun excitement. Like, I mean, that was one of the whole things we remember us talking mm-hmm. about where you're like, I don't want to go out. What's the point of going out there if I'm not even going to be there? And I kept like reminding yeah. you of the pros and like, you made your own call and it was always sort of, that would be the timeline. And so you, you stuck to it in the end. Um, mm-hmm. even though, you know, no vaccine, we had to wear masks like the first few days, like we mm-hmm. were there. Um, I actually told that story to my friend the other day, Mar, who came over because of my affirmation Aww. book. I remember I had this affirmation book and I flipped it to an affirmation. Do you remember this?
1: And I we were wearing book.
0: masks. Yes. And I landed on Hug It Out. And it was like hugging Me. reduces like um disease and stress yeah. and anxiety That's and um, boosts the immune system. And we were both like oh, in our masks. We were like, should we
1: <laughs> hug now? Okay. Our N95. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we hugged. And it was so good, and neither of us got COVID then or anything. So, fuck you, Rona. But you, know, you and I always kind of say our lives run a lot in parallels, similar yeah. to our friend Lee, uh, Lee Harrison Daniel, and I. Our lives do as well. It's really interesting um, how that kind of works. Um, so, we can like learn from each other and kind of see and talk through certain shit if it's not happening at the same time, which by the way, sometimes it does happen at the same time. See back last year when we got the we both got jobs on the same day. Oh, that was wild. <laughs> we both got jobs that we really wanted on the same day. That was insane. We both were like, wait, I got the job too. <laughs> we were like freaking out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was like totally. so much like, oh my god, I'm so scared to make this choice. How do I make a choice? I'm like going to the job that I want. How do you leave? I
0: know. How do you leave? Ah. How do you quit? Like that was a big lesson right there. So you found a way to like do what you said, like, pursue what you studied through college, <laughs> shift it to find a way that makes it work, Um, you know, and still have fun, like, do projects on the side, you know, your girlfriend's in the industry, too, you're very connected to this whole world, shout out Jillian, shout out Jillian,
1: <laughs> I love,
0: she's also so successful in killing it, so that makes sense, because, you know, energy, law of attraction, aligned. you two are aligned, yeah, um, but then you two still take lots of time to like go surfing and go hiking and do all these things outside of it. And like, I don't know, I really admire that from you because for me, like I burned out so hard of the industry, didn't think I could obtain a work-life balance, kind of realized I didn't really want to because I couldn't, I didn't find a set role like how you did mm-hmm. that I was crazy about. And so, uh, you know, and I mentioned in my last week's episode, like I became barista, confident manager, then eventually left LA. But now- mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a way to utilize those skills um in a way where I have the work-life balance and I'm still getting paid what I deserve. I'm getting respect mm-hmm. that I deserve. I'm, I'm enjoying what I do because I I really do think that like the five sector thing or not necessarily five, but mm. yes,
1: the thing you've been saying. And- Actually, my friend Meredith made this. Okay, song, yes. So I'm shouting out her. Shout out Meredith. Um, this like, shout out Meredith um, for giving me, we were standing in line for Six Flags one day. Um, <laughs> very California. She, we were talking, very California. Mm-hmm one of the things that I like I as much as I I love doing outside projects and I like found ways to make everything work in my favor because like I was determined to make it work in my favor yeah I think the part of that too is luck luck and timing in that regard um but when I sometimes sometimes I overdid it a little bit like I was doing way too many projects at once and I remember like having panic attacks in the parking lot of a goodwill next to my girlfriend and she was just like do you need anything and i was just like <laughs> i don't even know i'm just right i just need help um but i just need help and learning how to mm-hmm. ask for help has been like whoo what a kicker five aspects of work-life balance to me include according to Meredith, uh, is work itself family was number two mm-hmm. three is friends four is romantic interests uh, if you're into that um mm-hmm. and five was like your sense of well-being so like mental and physical health um yes and spiritual health i should include that as well i think those three go hand in hand totally sometimes you'll go through phases in life where you're hitting all five at once and that's incredible and that's awesome sometimes you won't have any of them and that's okay too um but it's kind of nice to be able to at least like if all of them are going wrong, at least I can focus on one. It's like the way that my dad Ugh, says it him. where he's just like, if you have too many, if you have too many monkeys jumping around in your head, like all of these different tasks and responsibilities and things that you want and things that you need, he was just like, kill them one at a time. I don't know why that was a metaphor always, but I I keep saying it to other people now, like kill the monkeys one at a time. That's amazing. amazing. Um, and mm-hmm. I am very grateful to have a partner in life who is, is very good at, like, she's also oh. a workaholic, just like me. You two both are really, yeah, going through that journey. Yeah, exactly. But the thing with her is that opposites attract in the sense that she needs <laughs> homebody time. And I'm so need, grounding. She's very grounding. She is my rock, she's my person. Um, and <laughs> I and I am the type of person that's just like if I have free time I want to go on a hike I want to go explore I want to go and like I feel like a little little golden retriever sometimes where I'm just like (laughs) you are um yeah and sometimes I need her to be like let's just stay in bed and cuddle and get a pizza yes and I'm like yes you're right let's just hang out um I love so much needed somebody to tell me to chill My therapist once told me she was like, I think that there is something to be said about like allowing other people, asking for help and like having other people calm you down, like saying to to having a friend hold you accountable and Mm -hmm. being like, I need you to say no to one thing this week. Yeah, remember we did like practice trainings based off of what my therapist was saying, like give her (laughs) scenarios where she has to say no, like ask her for favors and then like train her to say no. I was like, shout out Amanda. God, I love my therapist too. I love your therapist too. I got so much (laughs) free therapy from her. (laughs) It's trickle down therapy. It's trickle down therapy.
0: (laughs) How do you unwind and show yourself love and grace on days you just want to curl up and cry and not do anything?
1: I let myself do that. I let myself cry. I know sometimes I will have great phases still. Like I'm grateful it's not every single day anymore. I will have times when I lay on the ground and I stare at the ceiling and I just simply cry. And I sometimes don't know why those like times will come over me. Um, Mm -hmm. Still recently, I did it literally like four days ago. Um, (laughs) But the thing that gets me is knowing that it will pass in the same sense that like, waves waves recede, waves come out like the waves they come in and out, and it's i have to it's like a reminder, but it's the same thing those feelings like i i think i I often needed grounding techniques to remind myself that I'm here, um, mm, yeah usually so like the, the focusing on the five senses um, yes, especially with like, depression, yeah, um yeah. But knowing that, like, in these types of, like, doses and these types of, like, fleeting moments, to feel it, feel it hard, and know it will pass. Yep. Um And then I actually have, like, a little cheat sheet now of, like, if it doesn't feel like it passed, like, have my coping techniques ready yes. and on hand. For me, it's like shop going around a shopping mall brings me instant peace. Malls ground us. <laughs> malls ground us midwesterners remember when i i used to always said that i want to feel the hu- full range of human emotions yes like at one point i was like i was like before i started dating my ex i even told my therapist mm-hmm. um i was just like i kind of want to experience heartbreak and she was I like what? what the hell you're
0: hilarious I, that's a scorpio in you
1: no but okay wait
0: is- we have one minute left we have one minute okay. left i realize we need to wrap this up um I love you so much. You are my best friend. You I love are doing me. amazing. Thanks for having me on this podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. I hope you slay these drinks tonight. <laughs>
1: Thank you. It'll be a good old dandy time. I'm warmed up now. Get yeah, right? ready. I'm like I feel bad for her. This stranger is ah. about to hear the inner secrets of my life. Yeah, you're like up. so
0: fuck work. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, Let's talk about work-life balance.
0: Good, bring it to the film industry. I'm proud of you for that. Always, always. Okay, I love, I love you. you. Wow. Okay, the way our voices match pitch at the end. What the hell? Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for next Monday, where I will talk to Bianca, my sister, basically, and mentor and just all around another role model of someone who's living their best life. Um, Yeah. So please give this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're listening to, follow us on Instagram, when I say us, I mean me, but also this whole community, you know, let's just, let's start a little community, live in our best lives pod on Instagram, and I will see y'all next week, so thank you so much for tuning in, bye!